What's up, everyone? This week on the pod, we are going to go through the entire new Nardcore for Life compilation LP, which is coming out on September 4th and is up for pre-order today. So everyone go to indecisionrecords.com and pre-order the record. Um, There is like some bundles. So if you want to get a sick tank top, get it, dude. It's the only time you're going to be able to get a tank top with like that artwork on the front. And buy a bunch of records, dude. Like, you know, did you ever treat someone poorly in your life? You know, like you said some shit and you kind of wish you didn't say it. You know, the best way to make it up to that person is to buy them the Nardcore for Life compilation and squash yeah. that beef. You know, did you ever have a grandma or some family member that believed in you and no one else did? <laughs> that is the perfect person to record, you know, to like to get them back, dude. Get them back with that Nardcore for Life LP and let them know I'm a part of this fucking scene that is been going since the early 80s and is still popping now. You know, or I know some dudes from this scene, or I like some bands from this scene, or I support the 185 Miles South podcast. Buy the fucking record. So you got to go to indecisionrecords.com and pre order that record today. Let's get this thing to a second press. We don't want the fucking thing to be sitting on shelves forever. Let's get on second press. Let's plow through these first fucking records and do this and represent. Um, Joe, what do you think about that? I think that's a great idea. I think my grandmother, if she were alive still, would absolutely love this record. Um, <laughs> especially the Retaliate song. Hey, hey the, the Grandma Revis is the fucking best. She knows. She knows. You know? She knows. They're the best. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it looks fantastic. It sounds fantastic. Uh, I'm really proud that I'm part of this and in my own little way with, you know, without a trust, but you know, everything I've heard, uh, you know, cause we got to listen to it prior to recording this pod. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm unbelievably impressed on how great all the songs are. Uh, you know, the artwork, the cover, the cover art is super cool. Uh, it's got a little nostalgia and a little bit of new, so you know, it's not a rehash, it's a, a, a revitalized, shall we say. Um, and then the booklet is fucking too, too went all in on that. You know, it looks great. Um, buy the record. Yeah, this is a full, like, 185. Pre-order the record. Yeah, pre-order that shit today, indecisionrecords.com. This is a full-on, like, uh, 185 miles south of Jason Project, because you got, you know... Stu, myself, and uh, our friend Andrew Hester, we kind of put this thing together and did uh, a lot of the work on it. And then you got Joe. Well, first off, you get to hear my band, Stu band, and uh, Joe's band. And Joe wrote some liner notes for it. And uh, Stu and I both did as well. And this is just a project we're really proud of. Um, It took a lot of time. It is a gnarly task to try to put out a compilation this record has all brand new songs it's all exclusive for the comp it's all you know it's it's fucking cool so you got new dead heat songs we did a new in control song you got a new ill repute song song you know is 
It is. And it's so good. It's so good. New false confession song. You got Joe's band out of trust. You got Stu's band Omega Point. We got a brand new No Motive song. You know, we got a down presser on it. We got minus on it. We got my favorite three track, day Holocaust. Three Day Holocaust. We got my favorite track on it, the Charman track. You know, this shit is oh, fucking dude. firing. So, and then you get a a, a download card. To get another, how many more songs? Twelve songs? Yeah. Digital? Yeah. So you got oh. the you got the whole record. The record is twenty four tracks, and then there's twelve extra songs on the digital. This is like new Doctor No song. You got prying eyes on there. You got I decline. New keep fighting. New keep fighting. You got all this shit. So yeah, man, this is I a decline, real decline, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got a. It's a full representation of the scene, and uh, yeah, please support it. Uh, go to indecisionrecords.com today and pre-order that thing. And, uh, yeah, really, really appreciate that. That supports, uh, you know, us us doing ambitious projects like this, which are a part of what I'm doing here. Um, but, yeah, let me go to my normal spiel, which is please support the podcast. To do that, you got to go and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please give it a like or a review or however you can support it there. It depends based on the platform. If you'd like to go the extra mile, please go to patreon.com slash 185 miles south. There, you put down a little bit of money every month. You can be a dollar. A dollar a you month. Can, you can be a dollar Patreon and be my fucking hero, you know? And that gets you behind the paywall. We do... At this point, we're doing at least two extra podcasts a month behind there. We're going deep dive into the episodes. So if we interview someone, we're going to go into their discography. Um, you know, you got all your favorite, all my favorite people. Uh, so you got Joe, you got uh, Stu, you got Daniel, you got Kim. Um, you know, all sorts of people that are on the pod. Normally, they're helping me out with these Patreon pods. So uh, it's something to check out. Yeah, and a and dollar a month gets you back there. And... Uh, yeah, there's no tiers or anything. It's just you help out what you can do. So if you can pitch down five bucks, you can pitch down ten bucks. That is all much, much appreciated. Um, the Patreons are the people that keep this podcast alive. But this month we're gonna spend our money on pre-ordering the Narcor for Life comp. So go to indecisionrecords.com and handle business. And uh yeah, enjoy this podcast. We're going through all the tracks. I fucking wish you guys could hear everything. But I hope you can live vicariously through uh, episode one, our the legend Joe Rivas, Stu, and Andrew, and just and hear our excitement of and you and me. And we're listening to these songs, and we're fucking stoked. So we're gonna listen to twenty four songs. We're gonna talk about all of them. We're gonna talk about the bands, and uh, hopefully you guys get on board and you're excited about this project as we are. And uh, support it, please. Go to indecisionrecords.com and pre-order it right now. And let's get on with the pod. One hundred eighty-five miles south, a hardcore punk rock podcast.
Yeah, dude, we're in. Um, what's up, everyone? Hi, we're here. Yeah, Hello. Dude. This week we are doing an- another episode of Talking Nardcore, and we are discussing the Nardcore for Life compilation on Indecision Records that should be out September 4th. Pre-order now at IndecisionRecords.com. Yeah, and so we're going to go through it and then fucking be pretty stoked. Um, we got uh, Stu here, like always. Hey. Omega Point. The fucking man, the man behind the fucking rack, and uh, we got the legend, dude. You know who he is. He's episode one. He's Joe Rivas. Hi, everybody. Yeah, and then also joining us, we got Andrew Hester, the man. Maybe maybe he's Andrew Flyswatter. Maybe he's Andrew Day Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Andrew, Andrew Heckler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's up, guys? How's it going? Yeah, so we got Andrew on the pod, and uh, um, me, Andrew, and Stu are the ones that we put together this thing, so... Uh, I think we should. It's a little bit of a celebration, huh? I think so. Yeah, yeah. it's a big yeah. deal. Yeah, um, it's something that, like, you know, it's basically now every ten years something comes out. So, you know, the reason why we called it Nardcore for Life is not only because that's a phrase that gets thrown out around a lot, it's because the the number four is involved in it. Because we consider the original Nardcore comp obviously number one, and then we we took a Fred's localism comp. From the uh, 90s, consider that Nardcore 2. Mm-hmm. And then Nardcore 30 years later that Tony put out in the um, 2000s. I think it came out in 09. 08, 09. Yeah, yeah. somewhere there. Yeah. 08, 09. Um, we're considering that Nardcore 3. And then this one is Nardcore 4. So, right. Yeah, dude. So pretty fucking stoked. And we were able to put this together. Every single band um, put out a new <clears throat> exclusive track to this comp. So there's no, no rehash and... Uh, you know, basically we fucking did the comp just to get one new Ill Repeat song, right? Basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> the whole point of the record was to get a new Ill Repeat song. Everything else is a fucking bonus. And uh, that's that. But, um, and there's some big bonuses for sure. For sure. Some big bonuses, like uh, that Out of Trust song and, mm. and how many uh, young Narcore people are going to lose their virginity to it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> <laughs> so true, dude. Oh, those chords. Yeah, those are sad sad emotional hug me chords you know and then the hugging leads to kissing and you know the rest cuddle chords you know? <laughs> but yeah um let's let's circle back and uh I, I just wanted to ask you guys just out of curiosity what do you guys have a favorite song off the first narcore comp yeah uh that was a really hard one for me um but i settled with scared straight yeah which one skate to live oh shit that song just hauls so much ass and uh uh, I, f- I feel like that's, to be completely honest, that's my only Scared Straight favorite. Yeah, I mean, I think it is the best Scared Straight song. Absolutely. You know, it's just a rager. Yeah, it's just nuts the whole time. Um, it makes me want to skateboard. When I first heard it, I heard it skating, and yeah. that's it, dude. It's just a great song. Yeah. Joe, you got one? I'm going to say um, it's 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 really tough. All three of the RKL songs are amazing. Yes. But it's not going to happen to me. The old repeat song is the that's Jim's Jim's baseline that just the what the song's about and it's just everything. It's just well, yeah. If you don't so res- if you don't repeat. respect Jim playing slap bass, you might get slapped yourself. Yeah, well, that's what they say. Slapping bass, but yeah, and the in part when like they're kind of like they're going with like the breakdown part a little longer. And it's like it's not gonna happen to me. Oh, that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's slap bass, dude. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yes, yeah, you got so, me, um, Andrew. 
False Confession Feline. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that song so much. And they play it so well live, too. It's just Still such a good song. It cuts up the album so perfect. That's like the glory of that song, I think, yeah. on the Narcocom. Yeah. Now, when I was thinking about it, it's like that one is a standout. And then also, like, you can't fuck with Dr. No Circle of Fear. Mm-hmm. No. But, I'm, but I'm disqualifying both because they put them out on records, other mm-hmm. records. Yeah. yeah. So those are two of my favorites. But I'm going AFU high on the hog. You know, it's, it's it's like fucking when he's like doing the phlegm snare on like the chorus and shit. And it's just like it's a short rager. It's a little three note punk song and it's fucking brilliant. And I love it that it's like uh, it's the one song that they ever got out there. And yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, in, in yeah. my mind, they're batting a thousand. Fuck, they're one of the best bands ever. <laughs> they never had a fucking clunker. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so fucking uh, AFU. Yeah. Fucking awesome band. Um, also, so. I think I'll, I'll tell this story, and uh, I'm sorry for anyone that's offended by it. You guys got to tell me if I should cut it out and leave it for the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, we're back from Patreon. <clears throat> Smash that button if you want to hear those stories. <laughs> uh, all right, let's just dive right into the comp, huh? So the whole reason doing the comp, like we said, to get a new ill repute song, they go in, they do a song called "Dead Horses," dude. I you want to tell the st- the story about the other song? Uh, go ahead. Wait, what? Your song? Oh no 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 no. no? Okay. No, it's spooky. Pa- Patreon only. Yeah. <laughs> no 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 <laughs> no. Um, no. So they go in and they they record the song "Dead Horses." Fucking awesome. Yeah. What can we say about it? Yeah. It's 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 a great song. It feels like, um, the seven inch and. Big rusty balls at the same together. time. It's like it's it's insane. Yeah. How, how 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 great it is. This catchy classic yeah. uh, Tony riff, like yeah. high notes. Um, it reminds me of like Cherokee. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, just dude, Chuck's drumming is fucking crazy. Yeah. I know. I lo- I love Chuck's drumming because like the he drums so fast, but it's it's just as fast as I can go air drumming. Like, if he went any faster, I couldn't keep up air drumming. <laughs> but, yes. but he's, like, pushing it. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm right in the pocket. <laughs> you know? <laughs> air drumming. Yeah, dude. That rules. But uh, this song rips. Um, yeah. You guys are going to love it when you hear it. John sounds uh, amazing. Like he's 18 again. Yeah, he, oh, yeah. Does. So, he sounds so good. Just, Jim, Jim's bass is solid. Like, everything. His yeah. bass lines on this it, song are it, amazing. It is, it is an ill repute song. Yeah. Like, I was so stoked because... It starts out kind of spooky, and I I hate distorted vocals, but this actually like really works well, especially because like when it kicks fast and John's like clean, perfect John voice comes in, yeah. you're just like ooh, like you're just fucking stoked. Yeah, yeah. The, when when they well, were, oh, so go yeah, ahead. Yeah, when they're when they were tracking that, uh-huh. like, you know, John asked me because I was sitting there with with them. John said, "So should I do? Should we distort those vocals?" I'm like, "Why?" Yeah. So why don't you let us change? <laughs> <laughs> this transitions all over again. That, that day in general was amazing because Omega Point goes into recording at the uh, Captain's Quarter Studios in Ventura. Shout out Armo. Shout out Armo. And uh, we roll up and Dr. No is breaking down all their gear. And we go in, we record our song. And then Ill Repute goes in and records their song. It was fucking amazing to be sandwiched in that. 
dude, yeah. Omega's the meat in that Nardcore sandwich. <laughs> and that Ill-Repew vocal pattern is just so sick. so good. It's so good. Just catchy as fuck. It's yeah. a good song. Yeah. You guys are going to be really happy with this song when you get to get this record in your hands. Yeah. Every couple else. weeks. Yeah, and buy a couple copies, dude. So let's get it into a second press. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Different color. Yeah, dude. All right. Um, second song. What's up? <laughs> in control. This is kind of a big deal. In control yeah. in my town. Yeah. So it took us six, 16 years. song. Yeah, brand new song, dude. Cause, Here's your fucking song. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know, in the spirit of the comp, like, I, I wanted to be a part of it. Shit. That's all. You know, like, we've been broken up for a long time, but I was like, man, this is a project that, like, not only am I putting a lot of time into, but I care about it a lot, and I care about the scene a lot, and... You know, we should say that that uh, you know we were joking that the the only reason that we did this is because we wanted a new Lord Pete song. Although that is like kind of actually true, it is enough of a reason. But uh, it's because in the year 2019, like Narco was firing like maybe no other year um, that I've been around for. Yeah, I can only vouch for my own time, um, and I'd love your take on that, Joe. I, I I agree with you 100. percent Maybe the early you know 80. 284 yeah when you're starting something from scratch and like there, there's nothing like the very beginning right like because yeah. you can never go back to that innocence yeah, yeah. but like this but, the reason why it was so special is because you had like multiple generations firing like you know yeah. we, we've said it to death on the show but you yeah have that's like, what this comp is yes yeah yeah you have yeah. like oh yeah for sure the the youngest of bands all the way to like you know the ill reputes. Yeah. So you're you're crossing like a forty year span of punk rock. Yeah. All, all of from bands the same are, area. Yeah. All from the same area and all bands that are like doing really well, like creatively drawing everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, and there's there's the, the I I think it's to, to your point that it's it's even more so now than it was in, in the early eighties because there are ten thousand shows every weekend it seems. Yeah, it's, it's firing, firing. So right, yeah. There's there's tons of shows. Like I said, there's tons of shows. There's tons of bands. There's people. The, the, all the bands are putting out product. You know, whether it just be demos or or actual vinyl or whatever. There's a lot going on here. And it's a lot more than there was then. Yeah. Um, now I I I do want to talk to one thing that I think could be a criticism of this comp. Um, not that I'm self sabotaging, but. But I do think that we did lean into a little bit of the legacy more than a little bit of the young stuff. Yes. Um, but that's be, it's just because it's so hard to take a a risk on someone that you don't know if they're going to stick around. So like we yeah. chose like some of the the biggest chunks of of the bands from the different generations that we thought were like really yeah. important that did something because like I mean full disclosure in control and and no motive we're not back and being like full time bands so maybe we should have been left off in. Um, in order to free up space for like, you know, some 16 or 17 year old kids. I think that is a valid argument, but uh, you know, no motive and in control. We both like, we grew up in the scene. We love the scene. And like, this is something that we want to be a part of. Yeah. You're stoked. And you guys put out really good fucking songs. Yeah. So we tried to write them and then good songs. Yeah. And then like Andrew, you were telling me last night that like, you know, uh, there's also a a large digital portion of this comp. This, uh, um, you know, because vinyl only holds a certain amount, so we're gonna go, we're going through the vinyl today. But there is about you know ten extra songs, ten fifteen extra songs that are on the digital portion. 
it might it might end up being a little less because like Andrew was telling me last night like oh two of those bands already broke yeah. up yeah. Oh. two bands have so. broken up off the digital part and they just let me know and I was just like oh crazy yeah. so like we're lucky Dang. we're lucky we didn't choose them for the vinyl part right yeah. 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 you know like a band like Civil Conflict that we did choose and we'll get to um, <clears throat> in my opinion they even if they broke up tomorrow. They've made enough of a dent that I want yeah, them no, on the comp. Oh, yeah, about it. Especially in 2019, which is what we were, we were trying to capture. Yeah. You know, everything comes a little later just because, like, it takes so long yeah. to put a record out. To get the bands together, to get the songs, songs recorded. recorded. Yeah. To, yeah, all, yeah. And then all the other steps that you guys have been going through. It's a lot through. of work, but <laughs> I should say that uh, I imagine it being much harder. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It, it went pretty smooth. I, it went pretty smooth. Yeah. Um, and again, full Consider disclosure, like... How many bands on on the vinyl? Uh, 22? 24. 24. God. That's yeah. a lot of bands. That's a lot. <laughs> 24, right? Yeah, 24. Yeah. So, yeah. That's and, amazing. And so, just so everyone has, like, an idea, like, obviously everyone knows when this is coming out, um, but we started the serious work on it, like, at the beginning of September. So that's, like, how long a project like this takes to, like, come yeah. to fruition. Mm-hmm. So you got to see it all the way through. And uh, yeah, so about eight or nine months. So yeah, it's like having a baby. Yeah, yeah, I guess. N- nard baby, a little yeah. nard baby, a little nard baby on colored vinyl number four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so this song is called In Control, or it's by In Control. It's called In My Town, and uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know. I what? Where, lyrically, this song captures what it's like living in Oxnard. Yeah, I mean, like. Look, if it's so much pressure to like not put out a song for fifteen years and then come back and do one song, yeah, you know, it's like I didn't, I because I've thought about like doing like another in control, like you know, uh, maybe a seven inch or a few songs. And I was just thinking, it's like, how do you come back after being like kind of like an LP band and then do like a couple songs? There's like too much writing on it, you know. Like I would think you would have to come back and like we would have to come back and be like a. Like a good, like a, like kind of do like a verbal assault type thing would be the only thing that I think would be like an acceptable direction to take that band in. Mm-hmm. Because really, In Control turned into Retaliate. And so, like, we went the heavy way. If you're curious about what the next In Control record would have been, it's coup d'etat. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that that is it. And so, like, In Control has to take a direction of not going drop tune and not heavy like that. So, that would be the direction I was thinking about going in. But then this just came to me. Um, I was trying to like ghostwrite a song for another band. <laughs> and I was like, I fucking love this song too much. I'm keeping it, you know, and, and change the lyrics in, in my town. And it's some of my favorite lyrics I ever wrote. Like, uh, I love the sunken ships line. Like, I love the Tony C the fucking man line. Yeah. That's Tony C the fucking man. Tony C the fucking man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, shit, I wrote a little lead, but yeah, that's all. Makes me cry. It's a good one. Yeah, I, I love, love that song so much. Yeah, until we get fucking blown off the stage by False Confession dropping their song "Plague." Jesus, song number three. Yeah, song number three, and this is—it's there to smack you in the face. Like this is fucking brutal. This is their first song since when? Yeah, yeah, thirty years. Yeah, uh, I mean, because they did like. They did a demo, then they did that seven inch, and then the demos just came out on LP like mm-hmm. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in this same, like 
they submitted the song. So in the same recording here, they're going to have a LP come out. Yeah. It yeah. might actually, it might come out before right around the same time or it might just, beat it. Just before. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. So it, it might actually be out like any day now. Because I just saw advertisement for it. Yeah. 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 It's coming out on or, Puke. Or more advertisement for it. Puke yeah. and Vomit. Yeah. It's coming out on Puke and Vomit. And so like, it's going to be fucking awesome if it's anything like this. Is it on Puke and Vomit or Queer Pill? Uh, I think it's a split. Split. Okay. Yeah. Split. I can only remember half. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. We're both right, fool. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I thought he meant, I thought I heard that queer pill on there. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like DBD type song with like brutal fucking metal mosh part. Metal riffs. And then the mosh part at the end is yeah fucking insane. And I just want to beat the shit out of everybody. It's yeah. so heavy. When they so start heavy. like the second half of the breakdown, when they start like adding in like the single string, like do, 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 do. So ill. Just, I mean, so ill. Not what they're drawing so from, hard. but I get just crazy like 90s metal vibe, like metalcore vibes. Yeah, but it's like loose. Yeah. But like the way they play it is so loose that it's like fucking awesome. Um, yeah. Love it. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, um, Fred's guitar is. I mean, you guys were talking about tone earlier. We 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 took a listen to the whole record before we, um, before we started potting here today, everyone. So, uh, yeah, Fred's Fred's guitar tone is just fucking phenomenal. Yeah, yes. but um, everything is is great. All of it. They killed it so hard on yeah. this song. Yeah. And so yeah. everything. It Harry, sounds yeah, good. Harry, Harry, his drums, Harry's drums are fantastic. Uh, uh, Israel's vocals are superb. They're so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, you could hear them so clearly. It's yeah. awesome. It's such a good song. Why are you guys dogging on uh, Ismail? Well, you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, the, bass, the bass line is like, yeah. it drives the whole song. Yeah. So uh, Ismail's... My 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 base hero, so it's it yeah it's it's super good, um, yeah, go Be yeah ready. they they done fucked up in control, so they they sent yeah. us back into retirement <laughs> another fifteen years. You, we'll, you we'll, sequenced we'll, it, food. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> uh, next up, the man and her Hester. Let's see how uh, shy you get when we talk about your band. Let's do it. Yeah. So we got three day Holocaust, and this song is called Built to Last, and I fucking. Love this song. Um, the drumming on it is fucking insane. insane. Shout out to Momo. Insane. Yeah, yo, Adam killed it on this one. Your I mean, brother, yeah, my yeah. bro, he killed it. He did a he did a great job on it. Like we, me and uh, Justin were working on the riff, the other guitarist, and uh, when we brought it into the studio, like that was some of the first things that he came up with on the drums, and it just it sounded good. Yeah, and if, he's just he picked up on it super fast, and then. You know, like couple days, you know, like a week out before we recorded the song, that's when Jay wrote the solo for it, and it just all came together. You know, it so, felt good solidly. going into the studio. You know, it felt good to record it, and that day was just perfect. Yeah. You know, we were the first ones in there. You know, and we got to see everybody record. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was cool. It was just a fun time, dude. It's like who are these fucking loiterers? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, in the studio for ten hours, not recording. And there was so many people just oh, sitting yeah. in the yeah. front room, just like partying, listening yeah. to like these songs get recorded. Yeah, what was, was just, next? Yeah. yeah. Was, oh man, this is great. What's yeah, next? It was yeah, exciting. Amazing. Hell yeah, dudes. Yeah. 
I this song is uh, really fun to air drum to. It's <laughs> one of my favorite activities. Obviously, I've been outed. <laughs> <laughs> you outed yourself. <clears throat> yeah, that's cool. Well, I didn't realize it was embarrassing until y'all laughed at me. <laughs> so, um, the singer does like two distinctly different voices. Too, yeah, huh? yeah. I was like, hey, that's crazy. I thought it was you, dude. No, like he did that. Like we. Came in in the morning and like we were, uh, he recorded with us in the room. And um, the first time I think he did like a regular voice. And then we went, he went back to punch it in and he did that. And it just sounded cooler. It, I, I, I love it. I Unity song. Yeah, love it. Gotta have it. Hey, dude. The more Unity songs, the better. Yeah. Right. All right. Next song is Stalag 13, I Don't Need It. This is actually the only song that's not an original on here. Yep. Well, it is theirs, but it is like they reworked a song off their demo. And yeah, new demo, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, no this was actually on their yeah. demo. It was on the Stalag 13 oh, yeah, yeah, original yeah, yeah, demo yeah, from 83. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, and they actually they put out a CD recently that's like kind of lost to history. came out like... Three years ago, I think they printed it for their uh, Japanese tour. And I don't know how many copies they made, but they brought it over there to sell it. And then also, like, they just didn't have any here. Like, no one even knew the CD came out. And uh, John gave me one, and I was like, fuck, the way you guys reworked I Don't Need It, like, the world needs to hear it. Because, like, that song is fucking classic now. Like, the way it starts with the drums, and then, like, the bass comes in. It's like a perfect fucking... It sounds like a perfect it's like '80s punk hardcore yeah. song. It sounds like a, like it could have been on in, in, in control. Yeah, and yeah. then and John's vocals are fucking perfect on it. Like the way perfect. like like the way that the the tempo ended up being like John was able to like merge into this like perfect '80s hardcore singer where it's like doing like the call and answer like on the verse like and you know everyone that knows John he's. Got one of the greatest, like... Great vocal range. Yeah, like yeah. that clean punk voice. Sh- clean, shouty punk voice is great. So I thought, this is fucking awesome. Um, again, it's like the one with the asterisk that it's like a, a re-recording. But uh, I just wanted everyone to fucking hear it because I think it's so awesome. Yeah. So I hope you guys think that was a, a decent idea. I yeah, agree. Really. I think it is. Yeah, and to have them on there, just period, is just cool. Yeah. It's just it's cool because this band's had like three different lineups, three different singers, and mm. it's cool to see this one, this lineup with John and Ben, and and they play so much. So gotta have them on the comp, and uh, this song just rules. Yeah, it shows you that, like they're still a good band yeah. that's like fun to go see, and they're, they're so gonna fun to see. they're gonna play like the songs you know and love, and you're not gonna like walk away disappointed. Yeah, and John's just a, like a great front man, like. You know, he's always been a good front man. Yeah. 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 Fucking cool. All right. Next, the fucking current, like, fucking flag waving crown wearer, flag bearer. That's what I was looking for. Crown of misfortune. Yeah. The the current flag bearers of fucking Nardcore, Dead Heat, coming with a song called No More Pain. And man, after doing like a couple records of like, real crossover thrash stuff. I love them like peppering in some like new wave of British heavy metal shit into this. What a brilliant fucking like slight turn, you know, 
fucking love it. It's just it's just not a hardcore song. It's it's a straight up metal song. I would say that like the the vocals and the and the tempos and how succinct it is yeah. still keeps it as a hardcore song. Yeah. Okay. Like Chris kind of you know, he with makes, the vocals, yeah. you know, like he brings that hardcore <clears throat> element into it, you know, but ah oh man, that song's so good. The way that it starts out with the drums, you know, John kills it. On yeah. The yeah. And then Anthony with that riff is just the, the riffs and the solos. Uh, yeah. um, it's just amazing. Yeah. They played. Yeah. Yeah. They've been playing it. Well, remember um, a few months back. When they played it the first time at that uh, Hong Kong show. Oh, dude, that fucking show was so good. Yeah, when they bust that out, it was like, oh shit, like everyone knew it. The yeah, fire- <laughs> the fireworks show. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to fireworks in the Hong Kong <laughs> Inn. Yeah. Well, I bought enough drinks that night. Like they should, uh, they should be okay with <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> you know, I didn't even complain because one guy was charging me one price and like the other person was charging me one price. I was like, okay, let's just let this slide. You know, just be a good sport. Yeah. So, yeah. and then someone let, let off a fucking firework in their business. So, yeah. whatever. Call it even. A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> several several rules. Yeah. Anyway, this song is the fucking shit. And, dude, it's a fucking new exclusive Dead Heat song. Yeah. For yeah. you. So get the record. It's the fucking shit. Now, following up, the other current Nardcore powerhouse, Omega Point, coming with the oh. game. Maybe your guys' best song yet. That's what do you what think? I, I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking little tiny bass thing before the breakdown is like one of those like it's one of the things that like makes punk and hardcore so special is like you're working like within this like box of tools and then someone like comes up with this like little thing that's so creative and such like a no brainer and you're like, yeah. why didn't I think of that? That's a, <laughs> you know the story with this song is we were we had a studio that Vince and our friend Sean from Sheer, a band out of Thousand Oaks area, um, they built this studio out. Um, we had to leave and we are now at a new studio in Oxnard with Three Day Holocaust, Dying to Be Dead, all these local bands. And we wrote this song and channeled our inner Nard because that place is like right next to Wins Burgers. Mm-hmm. It just there's no, that is about as Nard as you get. It's, it's like so fucking Nard, dude. <laughs> what up, A Street? Yeah, it's, it survived so long, too. Yeah. Um, we sh- we just channeled it, wrote that shit, and then uh, we tweak- <laughs> took a couple months to tweak that song, and then uh, uh, we were just trying to put parts together, and I was like, dude, just play zero on the bass into the mosh part, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, I like that song a lot. We it's played, super we cool. Played, we played it a couple weeks ago, months ago. I forget how long. But, uh, yeah, stoked. Yeah, Mikey sounds great. Yeah. Everyone yeah. sounds great. Yeah. Watching guys record that song, like, you and Vince killed it so hard. Like, Thanks. it sounded so powerful in the studio. And yeah. it sounds just, it's a good song. I like it. The Groove vocals on that. Yeah. Oh, oh dude, let's talk about that. So the the game vocals on that is like Joe Rivas. Fred Hammer just walks in with his headphones. He's like, "All right, what are we saying?" <laughs> All right, we got some legit Fred phones on the game. <laughs> yeah. Fred phones. Shout out to Fred phones. There's like 17 people in the room. Yeah. It, was it was wild. Like, yeah, it was wild. It was a lot of people. In that there. was really cool. That rules. Let's remember to compare that gang against the Dad Brains gang because <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um, all right, next up is. Uh, Railer, we are the Grim, and I love Railer just like I love Blasting Concept. Yeah, you know, and this is a cool fucking. They went full catchy song on this. 
Yeah. You know? Those gangs are fucking catchy and infectious. It's a fucking hard rocker song with, you know, just, I mean, this band is oozing skills, yeah. you know? Capra and Capra. Benji and... Yeah, Benji's. They raging. Yeah, Calvin, all of them. They raging. Ben it's, on the bass, dude. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a mid-tempo banger that's fucking... It's just lig- literally rage wars. It's just fun. It's like gimmicky, but in like the best way possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what does We Are the Grim mean? Well, they, they're they basically an uh, an audio version of the Gremlins movie. Okay. <laughs> and so they, they so just rad. take that and run with it. Yeah. Like, it's cool. It's good. That is yeah, so rad. Really uh, Jared I mean, is like such a good front man, too. Yeah, you know? yeah. His first time being in a band, too, right? Yes. Yeah, and he just killed right off the bat. He was just a, a rager, dude. Yeah, so good. That is fucking awesome. I love that. Um, all right. Next up is uh, "Out of Trust" between Narco Forever. So uh, take it away, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> you said you told me. Okay. So so the, a requirement we should throw this out there. A requirement for to be on the vinyl was the. It, the songs had to be under two minutes. Yep. Under two minutes, new and exclusive. New and exclusive, yeah. Um, and I, Zach and I and, and Stu have this uh, ongoing uh, message thread, you know. And I told them, I, there's no way I can write a two-minute song. And then I look at my discography of songs, and most of them are under two minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. <clears throat> yeah, I was just messing around with with these chords, and I just came up with this, and then I showed it to Forrest, and he's like, "Okay, I could do this to it, and whatever." And then we just kind of wrote the lyrics like the day before, like completed them the day before we went in the studio, and it just came out like that. And you know, Donovan, Donovan, and I rehearsed it a couple times before, like maybe a week or two before, and then yeah, and then we showed Davi like the day of. <laughs> yeah, you know, but well, he's, he's, he's a talent. He's he's, yeah. he's an incredible bass player. Oh, so yeah. he just he's just like, oh, I'm going to do this instead. And he does this transition that I'm like, I I would never would have thought of that, but you know, whatever. So it's fun. Narco forever. Title track of the LP. Yeah, someone got the title track. Yeah, yeah. So you, Joe, you, you got you, the title track. Yeah, when, comp, when I was in Costa Rica, you sent me that that text that says, "Can we just change it to title track?" <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I still think it's not too late for that. Yeah, go for it. Well, Ooh. all right. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Got me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love the song. Very emotional. Yeah. Um. Fucking dig it. What are you going to say about it without uh, having a tear, like a slow tear? It's a tear jerker. Yeah. I, I don't know of a jerker. I'd say like a single tear. Like the, <laughs> but you, you guys are talking about like, like, like musically. The, 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 my guitar, the, like the yeah. guitar parts and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the lyrics are, you know, just another knuckle unit. Those song, too, though. But, Those are speaking to the kids, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're saying like the scene is here for you, like someone has something traumatic happen. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Let me come over. Well, I don't know, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I love it. And it's uh, a great, great melodic song on the record, just showing like the the range of the bands that we're trying to document here. Yeah. And uh, swinging completely the other way is uh, Combat Shock with their song called Deconstruction. Um, just full fucking DB. <laughs> DB discharge worship, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gives yeah. him yelling. Love it. Inaudible. Yeah. And this riff is so way. fucking good. The fact that people can feel still find like riffs to play like in this genre is like impressive. <laughs> it's like incredibly impressive. <laughs> like, like, oh shit, that's a good one. I thought they've all been done. Who wrote that? Yeah. <laughs> Sick ass lead in this song too. Yeah, lead is uh, a ripper. Lead is a sick one in this. Who's one? playing that lead? Ben. Is it Ben? Okay. Yeah. Fucking Ben. Yeah, he's a fucking ripper. Fucking dude. Ben. Dude. Fucking Ben, dude. He's yeah. a ripper, dude. Ben Halen. <laughs> ben Halen, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, same dude from Stalag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, doing double duty. A lot of people doing oh, double duty Rayler. on this record. Yeah, triple duty. Yeah, really. Yeah, he plays bass. Really. Yeah, killed it on three songs. Oh, so so Karar is tied. I thought Karar was the uh, the reigning champion of this comp, but he's tied with Ben Halen. Right? John's on three. Yeah, John's on three. Stalag, Dad Brains, and and Detoxy. Goddamn! Does anyone beat that? So we got a tie. Yeah, Ben's doing backups. God damn, we got to make two trophies now. He's doing backups on that Out of Trust song. Does that count? <laughs> maybe, maybe it <if, laughs> yeah. pushes it to one. So who's doing backups? John. John is. Okay, so maybe we slide it back to John. All right, John, the champion of Nardcore for Life. Um, (laughs) Hit the fucking trumpets. (laughs) Um, All right, after Combat Shock, we are going to uh, Stu's favorite Nardcore band, Dad Brains. Oh, dude, I love this song because... The amount of inside jokes that are involved in this song, it's like fucking amazing. It like takes this whole process of putting this comp together and just puts it in a song less than 50 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy getting owned on a song. (laughs) Thanks, dude. You got your ass handed to you, dude, lyrically. So good. Yeah, it's so good. Like, zero context. Yeah, this I know it's yeah. like it's the, the joke's so inside that no one will get it. Yeah, no, I think they'll get it once they once they read read lyrics or or try to decipher them, then then they'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, just I think in this uh, in this time, like our political climate, where you know even the president is a petty bitch, yeah. um, I'm I'm gonna lead by example and rise above. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking the moral high ground on this. Yeah, one. but this is just a. No, I know, uh, I know, I know. I wrote your song, fool. <laughs> <laughs> your, your best song, your best song. Um, no, this song is fucking great. Super catchy. Um, Pat does a great job with his vocal delivery. Yeah. And uh, and did you record this one? Is this a Roger uh, Armo? Who did the backups? Roger. Where, where do you do the backups at, Joe? We did it at, at Armand's studio, but with Roger. Okay, so Roger's yeah. like the, the brain behind it. Yeah. So The like, same time that Retaliated recorded. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. So the gang vocals on this are just you and Pat. Yeah. And they sound fucking great. You know? <laughs> that's just two people? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's really why I wanted bad. to compare it against when you were saying you had like 17 people for her. Like, the, <laughs> yeah, there was so many people. Yeah. Yeah. That's this awesome. Is literally just him and Pat. And, and, they came out great because episode one, Man, yeah, dang. I know, dude. So he's claiming it, dude. Hey, <laughs> when when you like merge those skills of episode one and Roger, you know, and Pat and Pat, yeah, geez, and a little Slapa. and sprinkle in a little technology, you know, yeah. you're gonna fucking be getting places. So yeah, it's this song is fucking cool, and uh, yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's fun and it solidifies what they're trying to go for as a band, which is comedy and. 
Yeah, they and, do a really good job at it. And PG comedy. PG comedy too. You know? Yeah. It's like Bill Cosby without like the fucking touchy feelies. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I don't know what's another PG comedian. I can't, uh, See, yeah, okay. So yeah, this song's cool. Um, next up is Detoxy, and uh, this was awesome. So you know, as a story behind this comp, like Joe had just said, um, we had to have every song be <clears throat> under two minutes because full disclosure. Okay, so I think you get what. 22 minutes per side yes. of an LP. Before you start getting major degradation, yeah. Yeah, so. before you start having a degradation of, of the, uh, the... The sound quality. The sound yeah. quality, right. So <clears throat> when we had... Uh, we had 22 bands originally, and it was like doing the math. It's like, oh, shit. It's actually not two minutes. We got to have everyone come in under like 151 or someone's getting booted. Yeah. You know? And then like enough bands came in... Uh, well, un- short of that, un- yeah. yeah. Enough bands came in under that we were able to um, add this detoxy song, which is like two minutes and forty seconds. It's the only song over two minutes, and then we were also able to make room for a couple other bands. So, yeah. So this song is so awesome because I wanted to get this band on so bad, yeah. but they couldn't get under two minutes. And it's like the uh, yeah for well, what they're doing. Uh, well, they shouldn't get they, under two they minutes. need they need more they time. They, they just need, need more time. They're they're a different type of band. So yeah. Although this song is pretty up tempo. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it still cuts it up. It's I mean this is the feline of for sure of the comp. Oh for sure. Yeah, and Detoxy's like one of those bands that ties in all the like others. It, they're like the last genre, you know, in that punk, you know, yeah. of all what we do. They do something a little bit different, Very but different, they're yeah. in that family and they yeah. rock so hard. They rock it. Yeah. It's totally in the family. Like, I mean, you know, the first Christian death record is, yeah. is pretty rocking. Yeah. You know, like, you know, the, the genre is rocking. Um, and they, they fucking knocked this genre out of the park, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oscar, yeah. dude. He, his bass his lines bass. are so Amazing, dude. yeah. Like, Derek's guitar and his vocals are fantastic. He's got a great voice, you know. Yeah, so this is like equally creepy as it is catchy and, yeah. and infectious. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm in a demented funhouse while I listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like a maze of mirrors. Carnival. I can't find my way out. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're in the dark <laughs> carnival. <laughs> hey, miracles, magnets, how do they work? Oh. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> But yeah, so this song rips. It's the last song on uh, side, side A, one. yeah, or, or side one or side A, a and uh, yeah, and so stoked to have it. It's the perfect yeah. cap, I think. I, yeah. Perfect ender to a side. Yeah. So uh, what I want to do is I uh, I interviewed Tony um, yesterday, and I want to chop that in right now um, because so Tony Cortez he was the producer on the first Nardcore comp. And then he also put out the Nardcore 30 years later comp that we believe came out in 08 or 09. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, right now we're going to go to that interview and then we're going to come back and we will talk about side B or side two, whatever, you know, whatever you're into, man. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever your thing is. (laughs) All right. All right, so, we got 
Go ahead. I was just going to say, I have no idea what we're... I know you're going to talk about the Nardcore album, but... That's I, all, yeah, because... I'm so, just going to answer questions, because yeah. I don't really have anything to... No, that's perfect. throw out. Yeah, so this this episode is... Uh, we're talking about the new Nardcore comp that we're nice. putting out. Yeah, And so I wanted to circle back and talk with you, because you're actually a producer on the original Nardcore comp. Yeah, I'm not sure what producer means, but, you know, I... I Gathered the whole thing together. I was the one that, you know, suggested it and gathered all the bands and put together all the little things that go with it, like the fanzine and all yeah. the pages. Yeah, so did you approach Doug Mooney with the idea? Yeah. Okay, and so how did you pitch it to him? That's funny. I would love to hear what he has to say about that. <laughs> oh, we, can, we can call him. <laughs> yeah, you should do Have you talked to him yet? He won't do it. He won't do it. So... Um, so uh, it was, you know, things were just flowing right then, and it was just... And I, I think... Boston, not LA, was the one that made me want to do it. Yeah. You know, there was other ones. There was the DC comp, but the Boston, not LA, I was so into that. And I was going, we need to do one for this area. Yeah. And so I talked to a few bands. Ah, let's do it. Let's do it. And then, you know, and then, of course, Doug was was totally on board. He he was just, do it. Let's do it. Yeah. And that's when, you know, I, and that's the thing about Doug, you know, he gets a lot of shit. And I personally don't like it. I wish I just wish he had worked with the bands. If he had worked with the bands and worked together mm-hmm. instead of him being, this is mine and this is what I'm going to do, yeah. it could have been a beautiful thing. The problem is, though, he's, at that point, probably, what, 55? Yeah. And probably. you guys are like children, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so he was just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, fuck. I mean, it, and you never know, like, when you're an adult. I mean, obviously, I'm not 55 yet, but you don't know, like, you know, it's just a bunch of kids. You don't know, like... Oh, that's actually Tony Cortez. He's gonna do a bunch of shit. He's gonna still be active doing this. Like when I'm like when you're finally his age. Yeah. You know what I mean? So ah, oh, whatever. At least he got it out. So how did you start deciding the bands? And this is Oh, but my yeah, my whole point real quick was he was just he was gung ho. He was just, yeah, yeah, do it. He was just whatever. We could do whatever we wanted there. Yeah. So that was a cool thing about Mystic. You could just he owned that studio, the Phil and all them were like in house people. So he was you could just Really do whatever you wanted there. Yeah. So the project that you think it started, it started before you did the LP, right? Did you record? Do you remember the sequencing? Did you do the? I don't remember. What happens next? Or you did Narcor first? I I would think it was the other way around, but so I'm, right around I'm the same sure. time. You think Narcor maybe late eighty four? So close. Everything yeah. was really close. Yeah. So you obviously have like the bigger, more established bands, like you know. Aggression, the Rotters, you guys, Stalag, some of the other bands like you're pulling in. What were they doing at the time? Like uh, uh, that was the main thing. It was a and and probably the biggest setback to me was it was my universe. Sure, you know what I mean. So there's probably a ton of bands that should have been on there. Yeah, that uh, we uh, that I didn't get on there. But you like, have some bands that are so important because, or it's so important to get them on. Like you have the AFU, you have the Habeas Corpus, and like mm-hmm. these are some of their only songs that ever made it to record. Right, right, right. And they were active, like, and probably the reason I chose them was they were active, mm-hmm. right? As I was compiling everything together, they were the active bands, and they were they were in my sight, in my universe, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's bands like I wish were on there, like MIA from Ventura. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a couple of others, some Ohio bands, and I can't even think off the top of my head. But and was there just not space, or did you not ask them back then? Yeah, there wasn't space. There yeah, was, uh, I mean, we could have did one song each, but I really wanted to follow the format of I think Boston out of LA had like two songs. They have a nice each. little chunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's cool. I think it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it came out it was a perfect comp. 
So, oh, except the Rodder songs kind of suck. You can <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I but you had the like Rodder <laughs> Wash my hands, wash my hands. That song's cool. The, I don't know. I know it's '84, but the homophobia stuff is a bummer. I know, but you know what? You know what? And I don't think they meant it. It was just bad. like it's like kind of like Sid Vicious wearing the swastika. Sure. You know, it, it sure. was just you just did it back then like yeah. for shock value to, to just be snotty little kids. And I don't know. I just have this affinity for the Rodders because I, I think when you were talking to Big Bob, you know, mm-hmm. he talked about how hard it was back then for them, always going against. I think the Rodders had even worse than them because, I mean, the shows they played, they didn't have a following, they, yeah. and they were just getting bottles thrown at them yeah. when they played and stuff yeah. like that. It was, it was to me to be able to still play and still do it. That's that's amazing. Their second seven inch is one of my favorites ever. The Sink the, the, the Whales. Yeah, oh yeah. my God. What a great <laughs> classic American punk song. You know, so underrated. Sink the whales and buy Japanese goods. Like the bastards are like they should. Yeah. So did every band go in and record a Mystic for the first Nardcore? I'm pretty sure they did. There may be a track or two on there. I'd have to look at it, but... uh I'm pretty sure they all came, went in and recorded it. Yeah. Yeah. And what was the reaction like when the album came out? Like, to like all your buddies in LA and stuff? Were they like, this is rad? I think so. I really, like back then, things just were going. Everything was just a freaking whirlwind back then. So I don't even think I paid attention, but it was, I know it went over really good and everybody was like, yeah, fuck yeah, cool, you know? Yeah. Do you remember uh, how you got Walsby to draw? cover uh yeah that actually might have been mystic got him to do it okay not to say that because i actually had some sketches i had some other guys do i think chewy actually did one okay uh did he and, do the nardcore on the back is that chewy no like I the three-dimensional I'm sure philco put that <clears throat> together oh really that's yeah. a philco thing. yeah i think phil just kind of <clears throat> did it uh cut and paste type yeah thing that thing's amazing you know what? Um, I didn't like it at first. No? Now I love it. Yeah. Matter of fact, we just got a new banner made for Irrepute, and uh-huh. it has that. That one. Like, real, like, lightly in the background. Oh, cool. With so, Irrepute and the, the old school logo on it. So this rad. This big fucking 12-foot banner Jake Swanson <laughs> from uh, Screaming Images made us. Yeah. It's freaking amazing. It's like, we'll only be able to use it, like, at the Ventura Theater or, yeah. you know, big places. No, I know. Or you got to have really strong duct tape. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That was the hardest thing I remember on tour because we would just make a banner out of a, a bed sheet and then we like spray paint an Oxnard sign and any control on it. But if you can't find good duct tape, you're fucked. Yeah. Like, remember the Grim? <laughs> yeah. At Alpine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the, it was like 30 feet, man. <laughs> and that was just a big giant sheet spray painted. Yeah. So, so that's the narco comp in the 80s. Fred does one in the 90s localism. And then you're a part of that too. Oh, oh real quick, back to the cover. Sure. We, we were talking about the cover. Um, the original concept was Moses holding these tablets. Oh, I, I've, I've got that somewhere too. I've got all the original artwork. Like I think, I, and, I, and, I, and it was supposed to say like in the beginning God created an art or something like that. And I had it all. I had a sketch down. I had a, I had a Chewy or somebody else uh, sketch it out. It was. I actually really wanted that. Oh my god, we got to make a shirt of that. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. I'll send you a picture of it. Um, but. Uh, I think yeah, Mystic got Walsby, which I was totally on board with. I love yeah. Walsby's uh, his drawings and yeah. stuff, and uh, and then I just went from there. And I remember he was really pissed because he drew it in pencil. Okay, and uh, 
And then they, it was too light. So instead of hitting him up to redo it, they had somebody. Oh, they go, had someone marker his own shit? They had somebody go over the whole thing. Oh. And he was pissed because he says it actually, you know, rightly so. He, it, it didn't, it changed the dynamics of, of course. his picture. And then, so when I did the, the next one, the Narcor 30, he was all over it. He was all, yes, I need to redeem myself and, and do it. Do yeah. This picture again. Yeah. Yeah, so what I consider the second Narcor comp is Fred's localism in the 90s. True, and, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, and you were a part of that, and uh, I mean, you got roots on it. Yeah. My favorite punk lyrics ever. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> no, uh, I mean, that was a really, really cool comp, and Fred did a good job of, like, packing it deep. And Oh, yeah, Fred always does a great job. Yeah, and it was, it's a, a pretty all-encompassing comp, but at the time there was, like, a little bit of drama and... Not all the bands got on. Like it's a lot of tough. Bands. I mean, you're never. You're always going to get that. Yeah, it's, it's impossible. No, I know. I know. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> well, we just did it. Yeah, and it, it's hard because yeah, you have a limited amount of time, and you know, we kind of took the opposite approach of what you were taking for the Nardcore '84. With you wanted to like give sufficient time to bands, and for us, we wanted to like get enough on there, so we had to say like under two minutes. Yeah, you know, if it's over two minutes, can't guarantee you're on the comp. Yeah. Different. Zach told us 45. Oh, God. I know. I know. Hey, I allow myself to get shit on. I'm <laughs> That's hilarious. I know. <laughs> Fucking bat. But, uh, yeah. Well, I wrote a song for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just ghost-written like a motherfucker. But, uh, sorry, Pat. But, yeah. So, that's localism. And then, about 10 years later, you do Narcor 30 years later. Yeah. Yeah. And I really think it was late. I wish it came out... We missed, like, the Burning Dog. I know Stu did a, a compilation with all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, it's coming out next. It, it, it will be out by the time this, this pod's out. Um, but it would have been nice to do it, like, like five or ten years earlier. But Fred got Burning Dog. Fred got Burning Dog, Clenched Fist. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I think you did it at a really interesting time, like, looking back on it now. At the time, I was, I was like, man, this is actually not a good time to document the scene. I know. You know? But... Dude. But for me, the timing was right to do it. I think I just got like a bonus check at work. And okay. I just put all that money into it. Yeah. And and Jerome was a nice contact to help oh, out. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and holy fuck. The Jerome pa- took it to another level. Jerome was really responsible for that packaging. He The packaging on that record is like the most insane packaging I've ever seen. So if, if, you, if you guys listening don't have it, you should get it just for that fact. It's like... What is it? It's a Gayfold LP with like a mounted CD inside? Yeah, Gayfold LP with, with pictures of, of all the Nardcore tattoos, yeah. quotes from like people about Nardcore, which, which I never, nobody ever talks about, but to me, that's a really cool part of the album. Totally. Um, you got Henry Wallace talking about Nardcore. You got Ian McKay yeah. giving me a little quote on Nardcore, a quip on Nardcore. Um, but, uh, what were we talking about? So, it, um, yeah, Jerome was really responsible. He took that packaging to the next level. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. And then you were able to do the CD, which was able to have even more songs from more right. bands. Oh, and, the, the, and my thought behind this whole thing, too, was it was right when CDs were dying out. Yeah. And I was going, it can't be a CD. But, and LPs weren't quite. They weren't back yet. It was yeah, like the weird gray yet. area. It was, it was a really rough time. So my, I really wanted a great packaging because my whole thing is, you know, everybody's downloading now. You want something that people want to hold and yeah. people want to own because it's, you know, it has the fanzine, it has the, the gatefold with all the pictures. And, yeah. stuff. and then, uh, and then Jerome made it that thick vinyl. Yeah. Actually, Jerome was the one who made it the gatefold. Uh, 
he was the one that thought of the mounted CD. Yeah, Jerome really, really, like, made it the next level. Yeah, I wish I would have thought about that mounted CD thing. I was like, that's the best idea ever, you know? Because then you could have just sold LPs with a mounted CD forever and not have to be, like, CD or LP. Right, right. You know? uh, He didn't actually think of that, but he worked at Rainbow Records where he saw that shit coming through. And he's gone. And I think it was a new thing to him, too. He goes, look what this person did. And we're just both like, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. And and so one weird thing about that comp, though, which I think is so rad, is you call it Nardcore 30 years later. But it was like the 25-year anniversary, but you're actually going back five more years to shout out to the Rotters, right? To shout out to Rotters. And really Aggression, too. Yeah. Before Gresham. Gresham was out there. They were were 70. What were they, 79? Bob was saying 78. 78, 79. So that's like the same time as Rotters. Rotters were 77, 78. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I kind of like. I think that's yeah. so cool because okay. I mean that is cool. thanks that is this right we always throw back yeah you know? even though the term didn't go all that far way back you know the the actual music scene did yeah and and you wrote new uh, ill repute songs for that record as well yeah and those songs yeah. were good oh thank you one of them we we played a lot this other one just never made it past that comp yeah we uh, we never played it live really and the second one we played a lot yeah it's fucking cool can't remember what song it was. <laughs> Me too. I th- yeah, I need to pull the CD out and listen to it in my car. But uh, so then we did this one, the Narcor for Life, which is what we're considering the fourth Narcor. Dude, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, From everything I've heard. Yeah, it's it's freaking badass. Yeah. Well, we, we just did it to get a new Ill Repute song. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like what do we got to do to get a new Ill Repute song? And you did it. And the song's awesome. Oh, Knocked out of the park. Nice thing. Yeah, and it was it was rad because like you know the demos for it sounded good but you guys just i don't know you guys hit it out of the park at the end it came together really quick yeah well that's um that's where i'm really fortunate it's like i bring this lump of clay to these guys and the both bands i'm in Mm -hmm. i do that and i bring this yeah we should say robot robot uprising Uprising, yeah um so i bring this lump of clay which i think is a decent song Mm -hmm. and then those guys just turn it into to way more past my expectations, you know. Yeah. Like John, John totally livened up those vocals. Yeah. And just made him his own. Yeah. And you know, I freaking loved it. Yeah, and I I hate distorted vocals, but it like works on that like little intro part. Oh right, cool. with the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that was a, it was kind of a weird part where John wasn't sure what to do during practice and during those demos I sent you, mm-hmm. like, which was just live practice. Yeah. Um, it was just always kind of like. Eh. Yeah, but it ended up being perfect, like how it is. Yeah, I think John had that idea in his head, but also Armand suggested it. At mm. the same time, John was going, yeah, I was thinking that. You'll do that. That It's kind of a cliche thing, a radio yeah. uh, EQ, I think they call it. Sure. But it's cool. What well, how did how did it feel to be back in the studio after oh, 10 great. years? Matter of fact, before that, I mean, it just felt great to get together and... Be creative. Be creative and try some new songs. And then when we were doing that... Thanks to you, Jim was off. Well, I got this one, and we start. We go, oh, and we like nailed this one. We start practicing it, and then we're all, okay. Let's let's start. Let's do this every week, and uh, let's come up with some bunch of songs and like do a new album. Unfortunately, it never went any, <laughs> hasn't went any farther yet. But, well, but we will because everybody's doing like busy doing things. Yeah, you gotta. I mean, you gotta do another record. You gotta get Sleepwalking Four out there. You know. So okay, interesting one to think about. Yeah, I, I was I was listening to Transition recently, and uh, there's some gems on there. 
Like Sleepwalking Three is so underrated. I think it's, but it's a. Uh, I think it's got like way too much reverb on it or something. Maybe, but the it's recording a, of it's, it's a little spooky. A little spooky of a song, right? I think we were trying to go to real total TSOL on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then of course, Burnin' is ridiculous. You like that song? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think you consider you could consider if a robot uprising bring it back from the dead. I don't know. I, don't, I remember. I remember listening to it and like hearing some of the notes I was trying to hit going, oh, no, we shouldn't even have tried that. That's because it's you listening to it. That's how, I mean, it's painful. I just did the, the vocals for the new retaliating. It's so hard to listen to yourself. For the comp or for? No, we did a whole new album. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, you know, it'll be out. The pressing plants take forever now. So sometime late summer. Same with the comp. What do you use now that Rainbow's? Not my problem. Okay. <laughs> Mandela figured it out he's he's right, fucking right. awesome. Sure, I mean there's a ton out there, but yeah. one. Rainbow is one we all use. No, I know. Though I mean that's that's a problem right now. Figuring out because Revelation Records has used Rainbow for twenty years. Something you know, like these people have like real good working relationships, and they're they're gone. It's pretty pretty gnarly, you know. But so is the music business. Oh, you know what? Going back to that, uh, the Nardcore 30 years later, uh, one of the big problems with that was uh, all the, like, right after it came out, mm-hmm. I would say at least half the bands broke up. Right after it came out, I was like, oh my God, this this album has no legs. Yeah. There was, and, and then, and like, like, right after it came out, and then a, a month or two later, almost every band was out. Hey, well, Retaliate is still around. Yes, yes. <laughs> but. But yeah, like, and I that, gave you boxes to take on tour, right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, gave me records. Like good. You gave me records. Um, yeah. So that was. I I would say that if there is a knock on like this one that we're doing, it would be that like there's we didn't put a shit ton of like really young bands on. All right. You know, right. maybe it's leaning a little older, but part of that is because like you know it's a legacy thing, and I'm trying to like represent. I mean, legit four or more generations of musicians, you know? And it's scary to put too much of the young stuff on because, you know, the bands break up. Yeah. You know? And and it it just gets, and as if things grow, it's just uh, every project's probably harder and harder. Yeah. Like the first one was almost a no brainer. I know I missed a lot, but there still was just a small pool to choose from. Sure. The second one, there was a lot larger pool, and we just did what we could. And this one, that, yeah. I mean, not the second one. I mean, I'm, I'm missing Fred's and and Stews in between those. But and then this one you're doing. I mean, it's just it's an infinite amount. Yeah, yeah. I think we got 25 bands on the vinyl and and like another 15 on the digital. So, but Stews comps massive. <laughs> you gotta is you it? gotta see it when it's done. <laughs> yeah, so it's wild because he's he's his thing is it's a full cassette comp of all the 90s stuff. One so. cassette. It's gonna all fit on one because wow. I think he found somewhere that you could have like fifty minutes on each side or forty five minutes on wow. each side, so it'll be an hour and a half. But someone vacuuming, <laughs> yeah, is that what that is? Yeah, wow. <laughs> so, well, that's that's what I wanted to get from you, Tony. Okay, yeah. Cool. Anything else you got? No, <laughs> okay. like I said, I, w- I didn't prepare for anything. No, I was just gonna answer your questions and stuff. Yeah, like I said, we're just doing this whole episode on on the new Narcor comp, and and I wanted to like. Get a little bit of that flavor from the. So on the new Narcar comp, who are some of the newer bands you got? Um, oh God, put me on the spot like that. Of course, Civil <laughs> Conflict, right? I mean, just off yeah, the top of course, of Civil Conflict's on there. So because but that was my whole point. Like, if there's another comp, it's probably good. those guys are so active and so like the new 
people of the scene, uh-huh. they're they're going to be the ones that put out the new one. No, agreed, <laughs> you know agreed. I mean, I mean be, and and honestly, like they're a band that even in like their short existence right now, they've like made a stamp enough that they're important. That even if they broke up tomorrow, I'd want them on the comp. Right, right, right. Like they're someone that you need to document. Um, well, three day Holocaust. I don't know. Are they? Mm. Are they considered young? I don't really consider them. They're like 30 now, right? (laughs) They're like 30. Dead Heat is young, but they're like pushing 32. Are they really? Yeah. Omega Point, they're 30-year-olds. Well, I don't really mean young as as, as younger age-wise, but as in new to the scene, newer bands. Oh, out of trust. Out of trust. They they missed both those check marks. (laughs) Um, Combat Shock is new. That's a, a Dead Heat side project, D Beat Band. Uh, Detoxy. Those guys are taking off too, man. Detoxy with Detoxy. the only over two minute song. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, they kind of took the gamble. Is uh, we were able to like say everyone try to keep it under two, and sure. then when we added it all up, we're like, we got three minutes. What's up, Detoxy? You know. And oh, so nice. Yeah. So we got them on, which is great. And how long is their song? Uh, two forty. Oh, and no, they're no. and they're the only. I think they're the only song that's over, well, but. I remember Ill Reputes was like pushing two minutes, mm-hmm. and we were going, well, we'll just say, we'll just hit, hit up another band and say, hey, you got, is your song like less than two minutes? Yeah. We need your 15 we're seconds. We're going to submit together. Yeah, we need your 15 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Well, we joked about like, just because there was a few bands that came in at like 203 or 205 or whatever, and we're just like, let's just blow up their song at the two minute mark. You know, like, ah, da, 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 <laughs> put an explosion. <laughs> That's it. But yeah. Um, Robot Uprising, the song we did, uh-huh. was actually like a three, three and a half minute song, maybe. It was twice as long as that And you that cut song. it down? Yeah. We just we just start cutting it, and we start playing it, and then we're just like going, I fucking like it way better. You yeah. just cut out all the fat. The song just drives now. It's a great song. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it, it was interesting, too, because I work with Max, and No Motive doing under a two-minute song is... It's hard too. Exactly. And I mean, they got it in there. You know, nice. it's like we just got to cut out a bridge. Yeah. You know, you have your little intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Yeah. Cut the bridge. <laughs> yeah. With the Robot Uprising song, we go, okay, we do this twice. No, let's only do it once each time instead of twice. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we cut about a bunch of shit. Yeah. It's and, cool. And then we were talking about, okay, so now when we play it live, we're going to play it back the old way. And I'm just like, no, I love it this way. It's yeah. just fucking. Just direct. You got to play it the way that people are going to know yeah. it, you know? So, yeah, I think everything came out good. It's uh, it's definitely, it'll take you on a journey, you know, from different, you know, it goes from No Motive to, like, a band like Sordo, which is, like, a, a grindcore type band. I've never heard of that band. Yeah, they're, they're pretty wild. And, where are they, and they're from? Oxnard, everyone. Oxnard. Well, and surrounding areas. And surrounding areas, You know, course. so, like, Slow Bleed, they're Santa Paula, you know, we Any Santa on, Barbara? Yes, uh, oh. down, down presser and oh, minus right, right. and minus are both. Yeah, and and that was like one of the the victories of this comp for me is like those bands have always been there and they've never like really called themselves nardcore. I'm like, you guys are a part of this. This is like you know the Ventura County scene. Yeah, is like that always and, and Santa Barbara. That always bugged me that people were kind of like, oh, we're not nardcore. Yeah, like, well, nardcore is not a thing that you're not. It's just kind of like a <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are whether you like it or not, yeah, dude. Yeah. Sorry. It's like saying, you know, I'm not a human being, you know. Yeah. No, it's just the music from this area is all it's all it means. It's es- not especially because San to San, me, at least. Yeah, and Santa Barbara has always been so integral because like, you know, from my generation having like the living room and so forth, like that club was so important for us to go to shows to oh, when there yeah. there would be long streaks of no club here. 
And like basically the whole narco scene is based out of Santa Barbara. Yeah, I remember that's yeah that was the only place for a while. Yeah, and then like I mean in your day you 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 had the community center and so forth, but you still went to Galita and and uh, Casa de la Raza and so forth. Yeah, but shows. even those other places were were short lived yeah. or or real choppy. Yeah, you could do it. Yeah, so it's fun to get them on, and yeah, we tried to spread it out to see me, but I think I booted that band for some reason, but. Not for the pod. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember someone was telling me about that. <laughs> Sorry, dudes. But, yeah. No, because, I mean, you had Scared Straight, and so, same thing. Yeah. And that's so cool. I, I always love that, like, the Oxford and surrounding areas, and Scared Straight was so important. I mean, he played drums on your tour. Oh, my God. They were super important. You know? Look at them now. Yeah. They were more. But what about Newberry Park? Did you get out that far at all? I don't know if there's anyone from Newberry Park. I think that's the farthest. Yeah. There, yeah. Park. I think that... I don't know where all the dead heat guys are. They're like pretty spread out. So I think the singer lives in Oxnard, the guitarist is in Ventura, and then I think the other dudes. There might even be a couple guys that live in the valley. Oh, that was a regret of the first Nardcore comp is RF7. Okay. They were from kind of that Newberry Park ish area. And they weren't in my radar. I didn't, you know, and they were all, they're old school. They're like, they're, they're probably before. Came out before Dr. No and mm-hmm. Ilbert Pugh and all them, like Rotter's Aggression and then RF7. And they have that old school sound. And that was a big regret, not getting them on there. And, yeah. I, and I heard later through the grapevine that they were upset they didn't get on there, <laughs> which it really bummed me out. Because I thought, oh, my God, if I had thought of it or if yeah. somebody had told me, it would have been a no-brainer. I yeah. totally would have had them on there. But. You, do you, you you personally didn't know him at the time? No. Yeah. No, I well, still so how, <laughs> how do you reach out? I know, exactly. <laughs> you know? You're supposed to, like, look at the address on their record and just go knock on the door, you know? All right, right. Yeah, hey, would you like to be on my phone? <laughs> Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Well, Tony, been great having you. Oh, thanks for having me. Man. And uh, we got to keep having you. So. Sure, sure. But, yeah. Thanks so much. Exactly. Right yeah. Thanks, man. Okay. All right, that was cool getting uh, Tony's take, huh? Tony, Tony, man, the man, Tony, see the fucking man. Tony, see the fucking man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do story time of Forest, and uh, let's do it. Let's go. All right, we're back with uh, another story time of Forest, and uh, keeping up with the theme of last month, I believe you have a twofer again. Oh yeah, well actually, the the first one's just a little side note because uh, we were just recently discussing. Uh, Rob Calvert and how like one of the things about him is like at shows, he was the outgoing one. He's the one that always wanted to meet everybody and go backstage. <laughs> and I was always just like, dude, you're fucking such a tourist, right? That's so fucking lame. But like he would always leave with like fucking drumsticks and guitar picks and and like, you know, he'd always end up with a broken drum head and signatures. I'm like, dude, you're fucking lame. But <laughs> I now envy his entire collection of shit. But if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have met the fucking Ramones. You know what I mean? Because I saw the Ramones with RKL, and he was just like, he had to go fucking meet them. And he won. I think he got a fucking uh, drumstick, guitar picks, and fucking. I was like, I guess I'll go with you. But I got to meet Joey and Johnny Ramone because Rob Calvert. And so funny because at the time, I was like, dude, you're so fucking lame. Now I'm just like, wee. He, he, he did tell the story on the pod. One of these days, Forrest, you gotta you gotta listen to a podcast. You might, you might enjoy it. So it's I don't have cable. So I, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
So this is actually a recent story. I just, I just thought it was funny. So it was on my birthday and my awesome girlfriend, Angela, uh, took me to go see at the Ronald Reagan library. They were doing a Da Vinci exhibit. Cause I'm a huge fucking Da Vinci nut. I fucking love Da Vinci. So I told her, I'm like, okay, so it's my birthday. We're going to go see the Da Vinci stuff. I'm on, but it's my birthday. I have to get at least one picture of me pretending to do drugs off of Nancy Reagan's grave. Like that has to be a thing. Yeah. I was like, but this is going to yeah. be the last thing we do. Cause we're probably going to get fucking kicked out. Right. Yeah. So last thing we do, I can go pretend like I'm fucking doing blow off Nancy Reagan's grave. I mean, you have to, right. Yeah. So we do the whole tour. We like went on air force one and Marine one did the whole thing. I was like, all right, we're going to do it. We're going to get kicked the fuck out of this place. What? Dude, I could have really done fucking drugs off Nancy Reagan's grave. <laughs> there were no cameras. There was no security. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> like I could have probably literally done fucking drugs off of Nancy Reagan's grave. Anyway, I just thought that was a funny story. But. Hey, there's always next birthday. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it could be a, a yearly pilgrimage. We to, all pitch uh, in. Yeah, the yeah, Reagan yeah. Library. Yeah, we all get. <laughs> yeah, I will do a Patreon on the bag of coke. Patreon for an eight ball. Hey, hey, Patreon, smash <laughs> that. Out. Smash that Patreon. Let's give Forrest an eight ball. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. That'll be like, I'll, I'll, start, I'll, I'll start doing drugs one day a year. Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> fine. L to the X. Oh, yeah. Um. All right, so side B on the Narcore for Life comp. Let's uh, go right into it. Well, what can you say, dude? The goat. Retaliate. Oh, oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh, that goat. But, uh, yeah, here's a song, uh, The Real Enemy. And uh, this was fun to write. I'm glad that this comp was here because uh, I, was, I was actually just – I was having really bad, like, uh, writer's block in this song – I was having trouble sequencing it into our LP. So it was fun because I think it's a really good standalone song. And uh, lyrically, I'm proud of it. Um, it's just a good retaliate song, in my opinion. I think it is, too. Very good. Very, very song. good retaliate. It rules. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and it's about, like, uh, it's another Unity song, right? Like, it's about people that, like, want to nitpick every little part of people because they're insecure with themselves. When really, like, you know, people that go to shows, like, they're already halfway there, right? Like, you can have disagreements with people, like, in punk and hardcore, but those people, like, they're on your side. Like, they're already, like, there's already, like, they're they're already a misfit. They're already, like, there's something, like, a little counterculture in their head. Like, there's a little different way of thinking. Like, these are not the fucking enemies. These are the people that, like... Even if you think a little different, they might be they're open minded to like your ideas and so forth because they've yeah. been open minded to outside the box ideas. They're fucking freaks. That's why they're at the show anyway. Yeah. You know, as safe as punk and hardcore is right now, you're still a freak if you're into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like the people nitpicking for bullshit, it's generally because they're scared of fighting for a real cause, you know, yeah. and like and the real problems are the outside world. It's like it's a cheap cop out to like be looking inward to like dissect people. Like go fight the real fucking enemy, stupid. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah. It's a great song. It's a good you guys tune. you guys you know, you know Matt's we'll, we'll talk about Matt's 
drumming is like it's just phenomenal. It's great as, as always. Single and, kick, and, and, single and, kick yeah. pedal. Yeah, he stripped down to a single kick. For single kick, shout out, single kick. Woo. Yeah, this is actually a, a Roger standalone banger. Is it? So usually Roger will like come up with something and, and then like we, we yeah, all get our yeah, hands yeah. on it. And this is like Roger well, you just were pressed for time too on it, right? So yeah, yeah, well yeah. The, the one thing I added was the like I like to call it like the nard stomp. You know when it goes like the Because like we you know, we used to do that in control and shit. I just added that part, and then, like, Verity's line over it is Verity, fucking hilarious. Dude, Verity's <laughs> fucking vocals are my favorite, dude. Or go fuck yourself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so ignorant, dude. Fight the real enemy, or go fuck yourself. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, you say foo in this song. Shout yeah. out to foo. Yeah. You say foo and well, pussy. Foo. Yeah, and pussy. Dude, yeah. this song's borderline problematic, but it's fine. Dude, they, we can't have all these words taken from us. No. If we let them take pussy, they're going to take foo next. Yeah, you I, don't want foo to go. No. <laughs> no. That's, that's the word staple. I say the fucking most. Yeah, it's the staple in 805. <laughs> it is, dude. It's crazy. But, uh,. Cool. It's, all, it's all context, and the context of, of you using that word is not negative. No, it's no, not. No, no, it's exactly how I explained is yeah. that, like, it's people that are too scared to yeah. take on real exactly. causes exactly. and put themselves out there, so they want to, like, nitpick the man next to him at the show. They're right, like, right, right, right. Oh, you, you know. Yeah. Go, go, for the, go for the low-hanging fruit when there's there's far more problems that, that we should face together instead of you on your separate little, you know. Yes, attack. I, I think that that's that's yeah. a that's a really brilliant way to put it, Joe. Yeah. The low hanging fruit, right? Is like there's so much like real injustice in this world. Yeah, like why are you fucking nitpicking bullshit? Yeah, you know we yeah. do need to come yeah. together and fight sure. the real enemy, especially yeah. especially when there's no actual intention behind that in in some negative context towards a person, right? Or 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 a group of people. Yes. You know? So yeah, anyway. totally. Um, it's a good song. I love it. Thank you so much. It's a Joe. great beginning to side B. It just punches you in the face. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then and then you get punched. Yeah, and then and again. then again we get smashed. This one is a uh, gut punch on the next song. <laughs> I know this is my favorite song on the record. This is yeah. uh, Charman with their song "Bitter End," and uh, I mean, this is so fucking infectious. Yeah, it's so catchy. It's so catchy, so good. They knocked it out of the park with this one. I know. This song is fucking ridiculous. I love the little teaser lead at the end. Like you think it's gonna go, yeah, and, and it just, doesn't go. But it's actually kind of satisfying. Like yeah, it, it is. It didn't like. It's, it's, it doesn't anger me. It's like a little ellipsis at the end. Just like a little. Yeah. What are? What is this? Oh, it's a car outside. It's a, <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Hey, dude. Yeah, Avenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah Avenue. Shout out Ventura Avenue. Um, but yeah, this song rips. And uh, so glad to get this band on the comp because all four all four guys in this yeah. band are, are uh, you know, Nardcore stalwarts at this point. Yeah, absolutely. very important you know, people. Yeah, Maher and Zarian, you know, been around <clears throat> forever. Tony Molino, of course. Yeah. And uh, John Glue. Oh, yeah. Fucking Ray Jor, you know, from Nails and this band. And uh, Feltolo. Felt low, rad. Yeah. Yeah. So this song rips. It's my favorite song on the record. Um, we'll see what you guys think. And then yeah. 
And then uh, going right into the next one, this is another fun one, just how we were talking about, uh, you know, we really wanted to get that Ill Repute song. Hey, we got a new No Moda song. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking awesome. And, and again, uh, I work with Max, so he was talking a lot. Like uh, like a lot of people on this record, it was a, a challenge to do, like, a two-minute song. Yeah. Um, but, like, we were just going through it, and it's like, you know, maybe if I shorten the intro and cut just cut the bridge and, like, this and that. and like, But this song doesn't sound like it's stripped down no, at no, all. No, not at all. Like, cut off too early or no it's like it is a fully formed like fucking perfect no motive song two on the nose two no- minutes on the nose and just yeah it's so perfect it, it it's amazing yeah that, that they were able to put this together and still sound like themselves mm-hmm. so still sound like 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 it would fit on on a record from the early 2000s mm-hmm. you know when, when on the, daylight when, breaking when, daylight breaking yeah, in yeah. my opinion yeah yeah, and that Jer's voice sounds this good after not being like active. Yeah, you know, right? And I mean, I just i I can't believe that Max can pull like little riffs like that out of his ass. Yeah, either. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. that riff. Every time I hear it, I just get chills. So good, and yeah. the vocals come in, and it just—it's yeah. a good song. Yeah, yeah. when Motive did those uh, reunion shows, you know, last November, uh, I drove Jared down to the. Um, to the chain mm-hmm. chain show. So it was just me and Jeremy and he played me Max's, you know, the, his like demo, his, version. his demo version of, of, and then sang in the car, like what it's yeah. going to be. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. This is going to be amazing. He should have videotaped that for the Patreon. Right? Yeah. I <laughs> Next time I'll think about that. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's, that's an awesome experience though. Yeah. That's like, that's the shit you remember, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was great. It was great. Yeah. And that I mean, and, but it came out even better than that, obviously, because mm-hmm. there's you know R- Rogers' uh, a production behind it and all that. So yeah, and this is them recording for the first time with Pat. Yeah, in yeah, forever. That's right. And it's Pat playing drums again. Yeah, on because the song. because yeah. when they they did uh, they remixed and remastered "Sadness Prevails" and they put out a bonus seven inch, but the bonus seven inch was an acoustic seven inch. Yeah, so Pat's not playing on it. Right. I don't oh, think there's, there's the. Is there drums? Yeah, there's the one song, oh. the, the reimagined uh, song off. Um, Life goes on. No, I don't know. Oh. I didn't buy. I didn't buy it. I went. <laughs> hey, dude, I'm not. I'm not. I. I don't. I. I got no shame. I'll tell you. Um, I went through the cart process. And by the time I was like <laughs> done buying that shit, was gonna cost me like forty six bucks or some shit. It was broken and burned. Okay. They did a reimagined version of Broken Earth. Yeah. Where it's tuned down and it's which was on um uh diagram. Okay. And it's Pat playing on that too. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, I have because I Sorry. mean I well I just really wanted the seven inch because those are songs that I don't have. But I don't need the LP, I have the LP. So I'm not gonna pay forty six bucks or whatever for a seven inch. Yeah. Like I don't know, it was, it was expensive. When they add in shipping and I feel you. everything. But you so. got a t shirt out of it too. So yeah, I'm like I'm gonna squeeze into a large. I got a double X. <laughs> like I'm gonna squeeze. No, I'm just <laughs> um, yeah. Shout out to Dead Heat's triple X merch. Shout out to <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. So and then uh, you know, in a wild transition, we go from uh, no motive archangel to sordo glove flavored dude. 
has there ever been a left turn so hard and fast outside of NASCAR? <laughs> this, is, this is a wild transition from a comparing the two, I'd say overproduced song into song with one mic in a garage. Yeah. And I wouldn't have it any other fucking way. Yeah. It, it captures Sordo as a band. Um, the song is lightning fucking fast. Well, let me back it up. So the intro is from the video game on Nintendo 64 called 1080, the snowboard video game. And that's, they use that as the menu music. And uh, yeah, just goes into fucking lightning fast and then sick ass mosh part. And then you're done. Yeah. Out of there. <laughs> like, here you go. Later. Because <laughs> it hits you like a ton of bricks. It's going to be really interesting to hear how Paul masters that in with everything else. <laughs> I know. Completely. I know. Paul Miner's doing the mastering, by the way. Everybody. Yeah, did, did it. But uh, that's, that's probably why uh, maybe it took a little extra time. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's like, that song alone, yeah. Well, where, where do we go with this uh, sort of track? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, I don't but know. it's good, and it's a representation of, of uh, you know, again, what you guys are trying to capture here. That is that is part of our mm-hmm. scene. Everything's going on. And, and, yeah. And, yeah. And also, too, it's like, that's like a show in the 805, you know? You could go see Sordo and then, like, a, you know, like a pop-punk band or, oh, you know, the same like, bill. Right. Yeah, like, right after each other. So it's just like, it's, I don't know, it's almost like the record is, like, just one Big show, yeah. One know? big show or one big representation. This is literally a representation of what's going on. Like all these bands could be on one show. It's Hell cool. yeah! Now this next one is probably my fa- my second favorite song on the record, minus with Bonded. And it's like they took every type of part I like in every hardcore song ever and smushed it into one song. Like they hit like every tempo and every like wild man part. It's a perfect hardcore song. Yeah, and then like that final like. Super short, like mosh is just full slammies. Beat down, yeah, full beating, and uh, this is awesome. And and I've I was so stoked to do minus and down presser on the comp because you know the original narco comp. The idea behind it was Oxnard hardcore bands and surrounding areas. So you had RKL like representing like Santa Barbara, Montecito area, and then you had Scared Straight mm-hmm. out in Simi Valley. It's like this is like a wide range of like bands and the bands up in Santa Barbara for the last like well I mean realistically like the entire time I've been into punk and hardcore like Santa Barbara and this area have been like kind of one scene different but together yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know and and part of that is because like you know the living room was so important um there'd be times that like there wasn't places to do shows here and so yeah. basically the hardcore scene is based out of Santa Barbara, right? For in, for for a, for, a, for a good good amount of time, yeah. yeah, yeah for yeah, long stretches, yeah. you know. And then, uh, and some of, some of the bands from up there are influenced by bands from here, and and definitely and definitely vice versa, yeah. you know. And so, and I I love that, like, um, you know, of all the nar- of the old hardcore bands that like RKL is like the the riffiest and maybe the most talented. And I love that I feel the same way about like. I mean, jumping ahead, that's how I feel about Downpressor, even though Downpressor and RKL sound nothing alike. Nothing. But, but they are still, but, like, riff masters and maybe the most, like, talented. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and Minus is just, like, fucking full YOLO-style hardcore. Yeah. I love it. Their last LP 
It was one of my favorite records of 2019. Um, you guys got to get that if you don't have it. And this song fucking is awesome. Cool. And it's so nice to to have them officially like put under like the Nardcore That's how I umbrella. Feel yeah. You know, it's like. They belong there. Yeah. And it's like you get, they can personally say like, oh, no, we're not an Arker band. But it's like we can be like, yeah, you are, though. <laughs> you are though. You are though. No, we're not. Too bad. Yeah, you are though. Yeah, <laughs> no, you, you kind of are. You are. Sorry, you are. Um, yeah. So, minus and downpressor, uh, my two favorite narco bands, other than Out of Trust, Omega Point, Omega Three Day Holocaust. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and Flyswatter. And Flyswatter. This minus song is my favorite song on the comp. Is it? Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 It it's so fucking good. It's just how the drums come in, like and after the Sordo song. Yeah. After the Sordo song and just hearing those drums and like the riff too, like and his voice is just pissed. Uh, yeah. He's dude. pissed, dude. He's so, so pissed, mad, dude. dude. <laughs> Such a low key pissed guy. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I love him. Uh, Shout out Travis. Oh yeah. But yeah, uh, that makes me feel good that that's your favorite song on the record because it's legitimately. I mean, it would be my favorite song on the record for sure if that Charman song wasn't like my favorite song in the fucking world. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know, it's like a hard one because that Charman <laughs> song is just. I can agree with those good. two being the best. Yeah, mm, you, yeah. You're, you're you're team Nomotive, right? I'm team Omega Point. Oh, hey. Hey. Uh, yeah, that song is so. I like that song. So, so heavy. I like that song. It's so, so good. It's a good song. Oh, thanks, my guys. backups. Oh yeah, your backup. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey, episode one and the Fred phones kind of put it over. I can. Yeah, I can we see had that to pull you out of the studio to do it. We're like, come on, Joe. You're like, no, no, no. That's good. You make him sign a waiver. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, Where's my points? With you guys talking about uh, <laughs> the solo on the Combat Shock record, I think the fucking solo kings of this record is the Slow Bleed song, um, Slow Bleed Trust. And I love like how the one solo goes, and then like the other one just fucking torches it. Like <laughs> the slow bleed solos. Logan is an insane guitar player. Okay, yeah. is it one dude? Yeah, it's just one guy playing the same solo because yeah. it has the feeling of like a like a slayery. How it's like yeah. you know Hanneman on one side, yeah, and yeah. King on one side, and they're just trying to fucking own each other. Yeah, you know. But uh, Jeff always won. Well, Jeff won on the songwriting for sure in the. And he definitely wrote the best solos, but in the the battle of blaring bad solos, that's, they can be equal. So I think, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. But these Derailed are the, these are battling good solos, but mm-hmm. apparently from the same guy. Mm-hmm. So shout out to uh, the soloer; he wins. And this song's rad. Yeah, it's a heavy ass song, and it's also cool that they're like the only band. From Santa Paula. Yeah, shout oh, out Santa sure, Santa dude. Paula Hardcore. Yeah, Another win. Yeah, straight up. You so know? rad, dude. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's great. That's He's going to step up next, dude. We got to, I mean, we should, wasn't, were you saying before that there's some more park bands right now? You just haven't made friends with them? There's a couple. I thought you were saying there's like a, there's like a melodic hardcore scene out there or something. No. Uh, in more park? Yeah. Oh, that's strange. I thought when we Where did when we did our very first pod, so that would have been in like May. I thought you were saying there were some oh, bands shit. out there, but a few like sustains is a good shout out to that band for sure. Yeah, um, I can't think of like much else. Like Sheer, I know that there's some members are based out of there too, but it's like 
a lot of like shoegazy type of. Oh, okay. Fillmore, fil- there's a there's a couple of bands out of Fillmore that are like newer that are younger kids, like Bare Minimum, right? Bare Minimum's Oxide Camrio. Okay. Yeah, we need some Fillmore bands. We need oh. some Somis bands. Murmur, they're from Fillmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Murmur, Murmur, Fillmore. Yeah, we need some Fillmore bands, Somis bands, some. Uh, Nylon Acres. This yeah. Nylon yeah. Dude, we need, the we Nylon need a- Acre. Have you ever seen that? It was like, <laughs> I think they made shirts. It was Nylon Acre, but in the negative approach ripoff. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it was dope. We need a band from Berry Street. We, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Kiki. Yeah. My, co- my co-worker. Hell, yeah. Um, yeah. Slowly, the song is fucking a ripper. It's probably the heaviest song on the record. It is. Um... <clears throat> And so again, just like we're we're pushing all the edges, and uh, this this was just a really nice addition. The song came out fucking great. Um, Taylor Young recorded this song. Yep, Taylor Young production, and uh, he did a fucking great job, like he always does, right? Yeah. So and this- I should add, Taylor also recorded the Charman song, so which is really cool because Taylor is very specific when it comes to like heavy music. Like that's all he pretty much records, and. Um, him doing that Charman song, I believe he did the whole LP. He did the whole LP. I, I have it. Fucking and it's, sick. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's him showing that he's not only like one of the best, you know, metally hardcore um, engineers out there, but he can knock out all styles because the Charman record sounds fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? both songs sound like really, really well. Yeah. Like they sound really good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, we talked about them a little bit already, but uh, the next song is Downpressor, and uh, they do uh, another, I guess, the other asterisk of the comp. Mm-hmm. Um, not an original. They do a cover. They cover In Control, Where the Glory Lies. And basically, they they just put out their uh, LP. So I think that if anyone knows like what that takes out of you, like... Uh, Hmm. mentally and and creatively um it's hard to like do a whole lp and it's probably their best lp ever mm-hmm. it was one of my favorite records of 2019 and we're basically asking them to get a song done by the end of 2019 to get it submitted for this comp in time and uh they tried and and shonda said you know like i've been trying and trying and trying and i i can't i'm i'm hitting writer's block yeah. so i was like well let's try to uh come up with something because I want you guys on this comp because I want Downpressor to be a Nardcore band, you know? And uh, <laughs> Joe, I, the first thing I tried to get him to do is do a strip skip groove down to two minutes. Oh, because that would How are you going to do that? Well, <laughs> you, you have a, a mind as brilliant and creative as the fucking Downpressor yeah, guys, so, so they yeah. turn it into a fucking yeah. crazy song. But again, like, I think that they're, uh, you know, they have a certain, like, they're, they want to do something the proper respect and yeah. and they don't know you as well. So like, who knows they're cutting out parts or, or they're not going to put enough time into it um, that they feel it's, you know, up to par. So they went with this song because they could just, they, it <laughs> it's fucking, a perfect song for that band. Yeah. I think that if we didn't talk about it, like I think a lot of people would just think it's a down press. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They did a really good job of like making it their own and yeah, I agree. You know, like yeah, they certainly own it really well. Yeah. I mean, Dan's vocals sound like it's fucking amazing. Possible, so yeah, yeah. Dan's vocals sound amazing, and uh, 
they did glory to the song. I mean, obviously they did it better than we did it. So, but that's not uh, that's, <laughs> the the bar was low. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, super stoked to uh, have him do the song. I think it sounded it came out great and uh, very very flattering that they wanted to do that. So there's that. Um, moving on to the band that's like lighting the fire under everyone's ass in the scene still uh civil conflict you see with oh, their yeah. song yeah. uh no way out and this song is catchy as fuck it's catchy. it hauls ass <laughs> yeah and the baseline yeah is so good baseline's so good the lyrics are so good like basically like it's just saying like once you hear like the music like you're hooked once you skateboard you're hooked yeah right? basically yeah, yeah it's like, uh, you all know that feeling you're gonna I'm gonna like all of the stair set and you're all these things are going through your mind yeah and that song captures it yeah so cool uh, and they're they're them as a band is just so good the the bass solo into the guitar <laughs> solo is just like it's, it's like, fucking perfect it's so perfect they nailed it yeah well. There's got to be a bass solo on an Arco record, right? right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Circle of Fear. You, that's a that's a high bar, <laughs> but uh, this is sick as fuck. And uh, yeah, I mean, dare to say their best song, you know, in my opinion. Um, so I lo- I love the CD that they put out. Um, super rad, but this song is just catchy and infectious. And like, I love when like some people like this is gonna sound. I don't know how this gonna sound. Like when you stay in your lane sometimes, right? So it's like, I'm a young man. I'm 15 and 16. Like I'm yeah. singing about fucking skateboarding. Oh like, yeah. Like, like granted, you know, I, I think that, you know, you can be a very intelligent 14 or 15 year old yeah, kid for sure, and, for sure. and have like an outlook on politics and outlook on the world. But <clears throat> Especially writing now. about skateboarding is like much more sincere and rad at that yeah. time. Oh, yeah, yeah, Plus like sure. be young and have fun. Skateboard yeah. slam. You know, stay in school. That's all they do. It rules. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, I love that because it's like, like <clears throat> they, there's no one else that comes to a skateboarding song as sincere as like a 14 and 15 year old kid that is skateboarding all the time. Right. Yeah. Like we yeah. do, if we do run that shit, it'd be like nostalgic outside of students yeah. probably still doing it every day. I could do a kickflip. Yeah. I can't do I can break my I can break my hip. <laughs> so yeah, civil conflict. The uh what did we say before, the young the young princes of Nardcore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, Fly Swatter with the song Porta Vida. Yeah, dude. Oh, no. dude. No. Yeah, dude. And and this song should be uh just retitled intro. Yeah. <laughs> intro. <laughs> right? <laughs> Because they're like, or or wait for it. Yeah, yeah. You wait, know? Dude. <laughs> you know? hey, there's still time. Title track and wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's time for when we make the the limited covers for the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Special editions. But yeah, this song is fucking rad because if anything else, it's not like anything else. Yeah, that's like I, I don't know. Flashwater is such a like a a weird band, you uh-huh. know. Like Walker, the lead singer, like writes everything, and he's like. He's just sporadic with his riding. He's like a really good rider, you know? Yeah. So, like, it was me, him, and my brother working on this song. And I don't know. He just, he's so good at what he does, you know? Like, he lyric-wise, you know, and, like, just kind of 
like sing the song and stuff like that. Like, so it's cool. It came together cool, and it's way different than anything on it for, for yeah. sure. It's catchy as hell. The the riffs are amazing. Uh, the shout out to your brother. Yeah, your, again, your brother just rips on the drums, yeah. and it was really cool. Like two weeks before we recorded this song we got our original bass player back shout out to chubbs yeah shout out to chubbs and i moved back to the second guitar and walker's only singing now so it's like back to original members and it's cool so sick dude i love that yeah it was it's it was cool all for the comp dude yeah bringing people together exactly that rules and i i love the song because like that like there is a big long intro but like once you're into it it's like the song fucking goes for it. Like yeah. how, oh, yeah. how Stu, you were mentioning like, oh, it kind of sounds like Bane. I never even thought about that before you said that. And then yeah. I was like, whoa, this actually is really technical. It's really, the whole song's technical. I get like, well, Vince and I were listening to it and he looks at me and he goes, dude, that sounds like Bane. I was like, dude, that is Bane. <laughs> and, but in the beginning, the, the whole song, like the way it breaks out, it's just, it sounds like, like, um, early 2000s, big wig. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like you're, you're right. It's like it's kind of like that late '90s, early 2000s, like kind of pop, kind of new school yeah. band. And then like, but you're right, like Bane. But then it's like Bane smushed into like 45 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> it's so cool. It's like, Whoa! I like how because there's a long intro. Do you say that's it? I say singing. You there's say singing, sing it, singing, singing. Yeah. Why? It's just like, I don't know. We just thought of it while we were jamming. And was, <laughs> That's sick. And we were just like, all right. We're Singing. Just, yeah. Singing. <laughs> fucking tight. It's one of those random things. I like it. Yeah, Your voice is tight. Yeah, when you guys were tracking it, to Zach's point about the intro, like, I'm all, that's... That's really weird. You guys are doing that, you know. When when he when he started his vocal, yeah. and, and me and I'm on like are sitting there like, when's he gonna start singing? Where, where, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> where's the parts? <laughs> it's like a minute into it, into a two minute song. Yeah, dude. <laughs> we're like, okay, okay. change but, it up. But dude. that that you know that that's back to like feline on on the first yeah record like like it's totally different like it like long intro that's what you guys decided to do and it's 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 a cool it's a cool idea to to throw in there like that it's a cool it's cool to see like when you listen to these songs to see like how like you know different approaches that everybody took to this you know because a lot of people stepped out of their wheelhouse and like you know the two minute thing was a hard thing to do for a lot of people but they all did it and they all killed it 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 worked in the best way it was like Writing under pressure, uh, writing in the time limit, and mm-hmm. writing your best song. Yeah, because again, full disclosure, every band had about three months to write and record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so but most took did it the last week or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Assignments due, motherfuckers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I think that cutting it down, we'll, we'll talk about it. The last song on the record, like it, it definitely like typical benefited art procrastination. Yeah. Um, song, the next song, Malice Thoughts, Fuck Tomorrow. Oh. Pretty cool song, dude. I like it. It's yeah. catchy. Yeah. It's uh, pretty cool. What do you guys think? Yeah. Hey. Good, good, great kids. Um, I was, I, I don't know where they, where, where they track this, so I, I wasn't, uh. This song was submitted, so I don't yeah, know either. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds amazing. Sounds good. So, yeah. It's like. The quality is really good. Sound is really good. Yeah. Cool, cool to straightforward punk. And then a little melodic on the break. Yeah. A little melodic yeah. on the break. 
chanting gang vocals. Yeah. Um, Alex Lopete's drumming is really good on this. I like his screams, you know? Those big, long screams that are held out just sound yeah. like, you know, so like... They're just... <laughs> They're good screams. They're good screams. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a that's a button over here. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking Archeal as fuck right there. Oh, so I didn't know, dude. No, yeah, well, skills. Yeah, Malasats. Fuck tomorrow. This song is cool. Yeah. Um, moving on to there's another one. We're we're roping all the way out to Tachapi, right? Yeah. I mean, technically well, Rogers in the band, yeah. so we got we got one foot in the nard, but uh. Yeah, there, there's no um, mistaking the bond between Tehachapi and Oxnard. Yeah. And, you know, it can be, uh, you know, going back to talking about, like, Maher and Zarian, um, Zarian was really integral in getting, like, me into, like, deep into hardcore. And uh, his crew at that time was, um, fucking, sorry if I forget anyone, but the, uh, JP... Sakamoto, and now uh, his younger brother is around all the time. Yeah, yeah uh, both of them. Yeah, both uh, Sakamoto yeah, brothers, both the younger ones. And then uh, this guy, Amun, from Ojai. And then also this dude, Backdoor Matt. And uh, he they and he was actually from Tachapi. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think Andy Diehard got into hardcore through him as well. Or he was like the older head up there. Anyway, it's weird that it ties in like that. But, uh, yeah. I used to live in Tachapi. There you go. Yeah. And now Joe's dad, episode one, Dude. his dad lives in Tachapi. Undeniable unity right here. You know? Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> it's funny because um, the first Die Hard UCD, like, there's, like, no cussing on it. Except they had Ryan do the cast <laughs> vocal part. And he's all, like, he fucking cusses, like, three times. And it's, like, and it's just a mosh call part. It's like, who the fuck are you to judge me? You to judge me? You to judge yourself. Yeah. Oh, so funny. And then, uh, oh man, yeah. And then, you know, the, the, the biggest like link of them would be the Warriors starting as a Tatchby band, bringing Javier into the band, and then the Warriors over time molding into an Oxnard band that was like mostly Oxnard dudes. Yeah, pretty right. red. So, I mean, except if, Joe and Marshall, yeah, right now, right? What's that? Except Joe and Marshall right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. That's that's what it is. And then there was there was like I think the third LP was all Oxnard people. Right. It was before Joe was in before the band. Before Joe was in the band, right? Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, this is ill communication doing Protectia sect, and uh, it's a pretty rad song. It's a heavy song. Yeah, it gets heavy as fuck at the end, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's the dude from the movie Life doing guest vocals. Shout out to Vinny Caruana, right? I don't. It's not written on here, but uh. Yeah, I think his name's Vinny. Shout out Vinny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Movie Life. Shout out. Yeah, and I am the Avalanche. Yeah, his voice sounds fucking amazing. That yeah. part is heavy as fuck. It is. And but this whole song is like, it's a cool different tempo. That's like oh, when it just the, the way it comes in. Yeah, the way it comes in from the previous song too. It's yeah. just like mid tempo. As you would say, drivey. Drivey. They do that really well. Yeah. There's. Like the riffs are so sick. Like, are they drop tune? 
It sounds like they yeah, are around that, right? It sounds like right? a little drop tuned, and it just—it sounds so full. And the mosh comes out of nowhere. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, like oh. what? I'm like, we're in a mosh part. What? <laughs> you <laughs> all know? The, all, yeah. Because it sounds Surprise. like, a, yeah, it sounds like it's gonna be like a transition, but then like it's like you're fucking in quicksand. You're like, oh, I can't get out of the mosh. You know? So we've all been there. Yeah, man, caught in a mosh. Um, Andy. Yeah, dude. Okay, so the last song on the record, dude. You gotta open and close with the mayor of Oxnard. Tony C the fucking man. Yeah, Tony C the fucking man. This is the robot uprising and their song Last Shot. And uh Last Track. They they could change that name too if they really want to for the comic. Ooh, if we can get a title track, a (laughs) last track. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. But uh I mean, this song is is fucking rad. And I, I think it benefited from having to like go through the process of like chopping it down. Because Tony said the song started as a three and a half minute song, yeah. and they cut it down to two for the record. It's perfect at the length that it is. So yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a fully formed song mm-hmm. in two minutes, and like, it's fucking great. It just it shows great songwriting. It's super catchy. Um, Everyone's playing. It's nice great and melodic. Yeah, three guitars. Sick. Three guitarists. One of them is from the Weirdos, correct? Yeah. 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 I should mention that the the In Control is also three guitarists. Wow. Yeah, because well, we didn't know at the time like if we do it again, like it's always been a variation of retaliate playing, you know, right, right. with me moving over. So we didn't want to give anyone the boot yet. So and everyone played on it, basically. That's dope. Yeah, that's sick. Three guitars. That's the way to go. <laughs> that's dude. the way to go. Like, yeah, three uh, guitars. Dude. I think uh, <laughs> um, there's a band from Long Island. They have four guitar players. Wow, even sicker. Wow. Yeah. Bad Religion. Is three, three. Well, sometimes, you know, sometimes. Know. If Brett yeah. plays on them, is yeah. three, and then Iron Maiden's been three forever. Right, yeah. they, they should be. Yeah. Well, what happened was um, Yannick Gears came into the band when Adrian Smith left, and then for their album in the year two thousand, Brave New World, Bruce Dickinson and Adrian Smith came back as a package deal. But like, this is Iron Maiden's the fucking greatest band ever. So like, they come back and they're like, "Well, we're not kicking out Yannick. He didn't do anything wrong." That's fucking sick to stand up for the guy because any other band would be like, sorry, Yannick, you're fucking out of here. Adrian Smith's back. But they're like, nope, Yannick, you can kick around and play like the fucking rhythm. You know, like he's a part of the band and he was in for the worst years of the band. Yeah. Like, why shouldn't he be there for the fucking glory? Right. right. You know? So anyway. Yeah. Up the irons. 185 miles. uh, (laughs) Towards England. Towards England. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) I don't know, 185 miles east of here. Yeah, you, you 185 like desert. 185 eddies. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so no, Robot Uprising. I, I, I've always loved that band. So Hell yeah. Um, the Robot Uprising, this is a great end to it. Um, last shot. So everyone, buy this record. It's on Indecision Records. Thank you so much to Dave Mandel for putting this out oh, yeah. and always being yeah, a supporter of Nardcore. Um, we are super stoked. Um, the same day that this officially comes out, the whole comp is going to come out. It is this on vinyl, and then there's also bonus songs that are coming out on the digital. And there is some sick shit on the digital. The yeah. digital does not mean that it was like any lesser than. I mean, wait till you hear the fucking Dr. No song. Oh, my God. Your mind is going to be fucking blown. Um, uh, uh, Prying Eyes, yeah. new fucking Nardcore band. I mean... Not that new now, you know. They've been around for several months or half a year, or, yeah, six, seven months. You know, yeah. and so, but fucking, <laughs> so I heard someone yell. 
PBIs. <laughs> PBI. Mikey said that. Yo, shout out to PBIs. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's some dope shit on that digital. Yeah. So fucking, yeah. you know. And more yeah. of the kids are represented on that on that part too because it was just a spatial thing. It's just yeah. like bands. I gotta say, you, you guys captured uh, from an outside perspective. You guys captured a lot of great stuff just with this. Even the the young. I, I get that civil conflicts probably the youngest ones, but you know, there's still a lot of youth oriented bands in here. So, um, yeah, yeah Andrew, how old are you? Yeah, I'm 29. Yeah, see, see so pretty young. Yeah. That's, that's young. Like R.I.P. kids. We covered. We pretty much. <laughs> we got bands from every generation, you know. And then yeah. too, like on the digital side, like nothing special. Ghetto Blaster, like yeah. bands that have been, you know, oh, Ghetto Blaster. Yeah, like, oh, like yes. all, all kinds of good stuff is, you know, it's just time time thing, you know. Yeah. So check that out. It's gonna be on Spotify. Um, what is it, iTunes music yeah. or, or yeah. Apple music, Amazon music, <clears throat> all anywhere, that shit. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts, anywhere you stream your music, um, buy the record indecisionrecords.com, revhq.com. Um, send Stu a text message at 805 890. You know, you can, I will get give it. you one, <laughs> yeah, preferably at 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's it, man. Uh, we appreciate everyone's support with this project. We love every one of you. Thank you again to Indecision Records. Thank you to everyone that's going to buy a copy and not ask for one. This is a group effort. Um, this is how like big projects work and how scenes and large projects succeed is everyone chipping in a little bit. So buy the record um, and, and buy one for your friends. If you have the means to buy like a record or two, why don't you buy one and give one to a buddy? Yeah. You know? Um Buy buy a few and fucking save them for Christmas presents. You know what I mean? Like, let's give this thing to a second press. Let's fucking show everyone that uh, Narcor is a fucking special thing that uh, is all-encompassing of lots of different styles. There's no ageism. There's no fucking discrimination of, of style. We fucking believe in unity. We believe in anti-racism. And we believe in... Uh, in friendship, loyalty, and and supporting each other, um, brotherhood, sisterhood, brotherhood, sisterhood, of course, and uh, that's that. So buy the record, people, and uh, smash that fucking Patreon button. <laughs> you guys got anything else? I'm just so excited to be a part of this. Yeah, you want to talk through the outro? <laughs> What's up, motherfuckers? Not going for bitch. <laughs> Not going for life. Words to live by. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>